episode 371 after the whistle presented by seneca buffalo creek casino nothing else comes close there are a million ways that we could start this show today <laughs> you're I, lost I have, for words for the I, first time in your life i have fucking had it and someone says oh you guys are just bitter <laughs> i'm not bitter at all come on no one said that yeah no, no they texted that. they tweeted to us and said you guys are just bitter that, that i said, i don't know what that means at well, all you know you don't know why they're saying that or you don't know what that means to say that we're uh, i think it's a bit of both uh i would first i would look at their twitter handle and if it says zero uh twitter um it, it, it people listen, that it, follow it, then it's just a burn account and uh they're just being complete shit this, heads. let me just it make is this clear is. this is not bitterness at all this is entitlement it's a big fucking difference Worked for this team for years. Watched the way people were treated for years. Watched them in and out GMs and coaches for years. Watched them fire my friends. Watched them fire Jason Bottrell. Watched Kevin Adams come in and take over for Jason Bottrell because Jason Bottrell wouldn't do what Kevin Adams did. So I, I've sat back for, well, 13 years been doing broadcasting in buffalo since 2012 covered this team for 12 years was forced forced to carry a narrative for this organization on tv and radio so this is fucking entitlement this is entitlement. I feel entitled today. And you want to know what's amazing is that a lot of things that I might say today, it's not just venom. It's things that I believe in. Like when Kevin Adams was drawing up plays as an assistant coach on the bench on a six on five at the end of a game, he was drawing up the plays when they pulled the goalie. Kevin Adams was drawing up the plays. And I remember I said on the radio, why is Kevin Adams, who is a fourth line checking line centerman, drawing up the plays at the end of the game? And I got no blowback for that from anybody inside, outside the organization. Inside the organization, someone had a, had a problem with that. But at the time, I was a WGR employee. So there was kind of like a, a bit of a... Uh, you can't say that? Well, no, I could say that. Yeah, but they didn't but want the Sabres you to say didn't, that. Sabres didn't want me to say that. So now let me just fast forward to, to where this might go and why I'm bringing that up so early in the show. Because when I say that Matt Ellis should not be running the power play, Matt Ellis should not be running the power play. Well, who no. should be then? What? Well, I don't know. I don't know. That's, I don't think they, well, honestly, who should be? Um, I don't know. Fuck. Give the marker to give the marker to Tage or Rasmus. Give them the marker because they're more qualified than anybody else on the on the bench. There's one guy on the bench that has spent any time on the power play in the National Hockey League, and I don't know if that matters or not, but it might. 
I know Matty killed penalties in the NHL. I'm not gonna tell if he was running the PK, I I I mean I would be sitting there going, that's it's a great spot for him. But it's not coaching. This is not just about coaching. It's just the overall dynamic of the organization from the owner to the general manager to his buddy that he brought in from Carolina as a safety line to the really thorough coaching search they did that circled all the way back to Don Granado. And I think they talked to two college coaches. So we were getting a, a, an inexperienced NHL coach to begin with because Kevin didn't want anybody that could override him. Then you have Marty Wilford, who came from Anaheim. Guys love him. I want to make that clear. Guys love him. Christy, I don't even know if he ever went to an NHL camp as a player, but he came from the East Coast League. I don't know anything about him. Matty Ellis, that might just not be the spot for him. Like Don Granado. And then it's just like, that's your that's your front office. It's your National Hockey League front office. You have not like it. Anyway, sorry to start that way. And well, so you, that you, being, you missed, so, you so missed that being a guy. Said, who? Oh, who? Well, you missed a guy be, you know, between the um, I don't oh, know, down. general manager and the Carmanos. I said him. I said his buddy. No, that he no, no. I'm, ta- I'm talking about, I'm not talking about the assistant GM. I'm talking about the hockey ops guy. Who's that? That's right. We don't have one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we don't have that guy. Well, we did have that guy. We did have him for about three days, uh, Pat LaFontaine. But listen, I mean, that's all swept under the rug, right? What could have been. But, uh, you know, you listen, you, you sit there and you think back how, how much struggle this team has had. And you, and you, uh, you really, really get irritated with, with what, with what I've seen, you know, Terry Pagula comes in and he hires Ron Rolston, who has never coached uh, a game in the National Hockey League. Um, you have Phil Housley, who has had zero head coaching experience. You fire him. You hire Ralph Kruger, who has had zero head coaching experience. You fire him. You hire Don Granato, who has had zero head coaching experience and the guys that he brought in to work with him have had very little coaching experience in the NHL. And we can sit here and we can, we can just throw a shit sandwich at the coaching staff, which um, I'm throwing in a shit sandwich, shit sandwich at the entire front office, entire front office. Well, I, it's not, I will. It's not I, the their only fault. thing I can it's say not is their this. fault. It's it's not their fault. Everyone's in a position they shouldn't be in. Just don't know if I'm if I'm going to sit here today. And I know, uh, you know, I sit here and listen to the Twitter world, and these are this is where everybody just spews out their negativity or praise. You know, what or the other, and you just get the you have the opportunity to be able to to kind of read all of this. Correct. All I'm saying. The team plays, the players on the ice, and their overall game. What's sticking in our minds? Carolina, most like from 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 most recent, that was absolutely humiliating. With a more recent humiliating game in Jersey, to another loss last night at home against Nashville, 
what is okay this let's team just is not a direct about... representation of the people i just mentioned no. soft this entire organization is soft from the personnel to the players it's soft period and what dylan cousins said the other night this general manager should be fucking embarrassed what did he say you have it we were soft we that's played it. too soft that's all do you need any more than that yes i think we definitely played too soft we're way too easy to play against we need to get a little fu in our game we had more last year where we are way too soft this year i feel we don't kill plays and we get bullied wow so all those naysayers uh to myself and pd that have been watching this team and discussing about this team for eight years on live tv radio we've watched we've played there was never seven seven years ago there was never a discussion that we didn't have talent that we didn't have guys like sam reinhardt and jack eichel and we didn't have talented young hockey players but we lacked one part of the game which i think helps young players feel comfortable and confident on the ice and that's that's some team toughness. That's identifying a little bit different type of player that can uh, play a different type of game. Oh, now the, gra- some, have- of the some of the graph guys out there right now, the graph, uh, call the graphs. They're calling for t- for Tanev. They're calling for physicality now. They're calling for all the things that don't show up on their graphs. You know, you have a younger player where Tage Thompson after. They just get absolutely shit spanked in Carolina. A 22-year-old player is standing up in front of the media. Okay? He says what he has to say, how soft the team is. That they need to play with more grit, more FU in their game. The problem is the players that they have in the lineup don't really quite have that ability to play like that. Yes, they can play a little bit more aggressive, a little bit tougher, but when when other teams push back, do you not think that other teams in the NHL know how soft the Sabres are? Oh my God, didn't you see last night when they started to like try to push around the net and the other guys were just kind of looking at them laughing? Like, what, what are you doing? Like, this is, you're pretending. What are you pretending for? Like, I'll give you a great example. I'm going to give you a great example of, of having a certain type of player in your lineup. There's a scrum in Carolina. Okay. Big scrum in front of the net. All the Sabres guys go flying into this scrum. All five of them. I loved it. And in that scrum comes in a Carolina player who starts ripping at the at the neck collar of one of our players, the player was Pey- Peyton Krebs, and I'm going to tell you right now, Peyton Krebs has been like he has been one, he's of, the one of the physical f- players. Yeah, he's one of the few players on this team that has any kind of one of them. whatsoever. Okay, one of. So here is here is the here is the youthful um, 
not knowing what presented itself right in front of his face. Now he gets, he he's in the pile, he's doing his job. And all of a sudden, Sebastian Yaho. Aho. Aho. I'm on a correction. Who That's- is literally the best player on Carolina starts ripping at his collar because you know why, you know why he ripped at his collar? Because he feels so comfortable that he knows that no one on this team is going to do anything to him. I'll tell you this right now. I will guarantee you with 100% certainty, Sebastian Ajo would never rip at my Jersey that way. Because I would turn around with red glazing eyes, know it's Sebastian Ajo, and you know what I'm thinking in my mind? Thank, I'm so grateful it's Sebastian Ajo. I'm going to fucking I am so this grateful. Guy. Yeah, I'm going to literally destroy their best player. I am going to take him off the ice. I'm going to beat him to a pulp because no one's going to grab me like that. Or I'm going to come out swinging. Here's the thing. He starts, he starts yanking at Peyton Krebs's collar. Peyton Krebs turns around and then... St- gets pulled out of the pile from Ajo, and then they're just standing there. They're just looking at each other. Peyton Krebs should be thinking to himself, oh my Lord, this is their best player. I'm going to sit there and beat the absolute shit out of you. Or not. They don't know. (laughs) These kids, they're kids. They literally are kids. They don't know how to play this style of game. Oh, their coach isn't coach. Their coach isn't teaching them that. They're not. He's not saying, guys, we need guys to get oh, faces. Man, it's do you have to teach how to play that style of game? If you have to teach that, then you got the wrong guy. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say. So I'm listening to. Uh, I John trust. Tortorella. I, uh, listen, I'm I would listening put my, to John I, Tortorella the other day on oh, on on uh, Twitter, and John Tortorella, they the he has an interview after the game. This is on Saturday night where um, Philadelphia did not play their best game. Okay. And they said, John, so why did you win tonight? He goes, because we got balls. That's why we won tonight, because we've got balls on this team. And I'm thinking to myself, you think Don Granato would ever have uh, be, be, be talking Do like that? Don after Granato would ever have the balls to say that his team had balls? No. No. Oh. See his press conference. I'm sorry. Just don't even bother with him anymore. They didn't even put it on the broadcast last night. They didn't even put his. I don't even know if he spoke. There's just. Yes, he did. Did he? Yeah, he uh, did. Yeah. So I didn't even. It, they, normally they put it in the broadcast, but they're probably like, don't even bother. Don't yeah. even bother. Why Why set him up for the criticism? Because they're just. He, listen, I mean, he's brilliant at basically maneuvering, maneuvering and saying politically the, the right thing. So when you walk out of there, you know, you just are like, okay. Yeah. Instead of like Don Granado just being furious. No, he, he he's never showing uh emotion. It's always politically correct. And it's just like it's it's like wow. I'm sorry, but uh they're listen, if you're gonna point a finger, if you're gonna point a finger, it should have it should have been it should be at the at the management, the guys that make decisions on how you're going to put this team together. And I'm not going to spend the next hour talking about they 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 should have went and got a goaltender. It was supposed to start in the offseason, Craig. You're, next year, 
By the, the way, the offseason everything. Stop for a second. Next year, not just this season coming, not this season that we're in right now, but next season roster should have been impacted in the summer of 2023. The 25-26 season roster should have been impacted by something that happened in the summer of 2023. Kevin Adams needs to wake up every day and recognize and understand and look in the mirror and say, I failed this team and I failed this fan base because I I believe too much in my own eggs. That's 100%. Believing that, listen, I mean, you're uh, Kevin Two Adams guys has, that had has been given a gift. Now injured. It's just irresponsibility, man. That was irresponsible as a general manager or, or someone's not owning up and saying nobody wants to fucking come here. Still, listen, I still believe there are players that look at this team from the outside around the league and say, this is, this is like a Mickey mouse organization. Well, how do you not say that? It's been literally it's been literally 12 years that the team has not made the playoffs. Now, let's stop for a second and let's look at the years that they did play well. Let's go back to 2005-2006 cuz I know you love to talk about that year and the 2006-2007, you love to talk about that year too, okay? And those were years even though you were like literally the best team in the National Hockey League. What what year was that? Uh, oh five, oh six was when you were you won the president's trophy. Oh six, oh seven, oh six, oh seven. So in that year, no one wanted to come to Buffalo either. You guys were the best team in the league. No one wanted to fucking come to Buffalo because that's the reality of it. Buffalo is going to have an extremely hard time to get anybody to come to this team. Okay. Fast forward to year two thousand twenty three twenty four season. This team is on a 12-season drought that have missed the playoffs. Do you want to know what people think, the players on the outside, about the Buffalo Sabres? I'd rather go to Long Island. I'd rather go to Jersey. I'd rather go to Edmonton. The only way that you're going to get players to come here, you're not f- signing unrestricted free agents. The, nobody is going to come here unless you're going to grossly off the chart overpay them. Okay. There needed to be certain things done in the off season, which was not done. I'm going to go, I'm going to go over them again. I'm not, I'm never going to say it the rest of the year. This is the last time you will hear I me call bullshit that you won't anything. bring it up again. You'll bring it up tomorrow. Nope. I am. <laughs> Okay, I'm writing that down. I'm writing it down right now on December 4th. Okay. Craig said he's not talking about it again. You, you, have, you have the golden boy, and everybody knows who he is. Who's that? Okay. You have the golden boy. He needed a number one goaltender in front of him. Okay. That means you would have had to move out Comrie. That means you had would have had to trade um, Uka Pekalukkanen. And you would have brought Devin Levi in here to be a backup, to play um, 25, 30 games. That's it. 25 to 30 games. 
That's it. Learn the pro lifestyle, learn the pro travel, learn the buildings that you're going to be playing in for the next decade plus. Okay. You do not have pressure, zero pressure, zero, because you have a number one goaltender that you've signed for three years in front of Devin Levi. That's what should have happened. Devin Levi in year two, which is next year, Instead of playing 25 to 30 games, he might move to 30 to 35 games, okay? And then the year after that, he might move into uh, maybe a split or take over the number one position, depending on his play. He could be playing 45 to 50 games in year three. That's how you do it. That's number one. It's not throwing a goaltender and thinking that you're overplaying your hand on a, on a, on a rookie goaltender. The kid's 21 years old. Like who in their fucking right mind thought that he would be taking over the number one position. It's never happened before. Yeah. Next not trying to no, i'm not i'm not trying to just defense okay we talked about defense you need a defenseman that is going to play every single night with own power someone who can calm this fucking kid down and tell him to play fucking defense I don't know if you're watching, like, we don't talk a whole lot about Owen Power after games, you know, before the, the podcast. This kid is all over the place. He is, so, I don't know if they're just telling him to do this, but he is so fucking undisciplined. It is unbelievable. He's fucking behind the net. He, in the offensive zone, he won't stay on his side. He's cutting into the middle of the ice. To re- Everything is offense, 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 offense. And there, he is not fucking playing defense. There is no structure. You don't even know where the fucking kid has half the time. Someone needs to tell the kid to calm down a little bit, that he is going to add offense through the puck movement, okay? And yes, never stifle that kid's ability to join rushes, but he does it on every single solitary shift, then gets caught low, then they're fucking busting out of the zone, and it's like a two-on-one or a a three-on-two, and he's back-checking all the time. It's unbelievable, okay? He needs a defense partner. You bring in okay. two. You bring in okay. two guys. One guy with from Boston, Connor Clifton. He's the sixth defenseman. How the fuck we're paying him three point three million dollars? Absolutely beyond me. Next, next, next. I think you're going to say same forwards. Probably you next. have the exact same <laughs> forward line. Did see that? Uh, who does that? Who brings back all twelve forwards? Uh, who goes and pays a guy that you had that you picked up off waivers that not one fucking team in the league wanted? There's not one. More, there's literally more turnover on a nine U roster, ten U roster every year than there was in the fucking Sabers this year. It is it, it is absolutely mind blowing. And then the one kid that we bring in is an eighteen year old kid, and and quite frankly. He's been better than 90%, 90% of our forwards. I sit here and watch this kid. I'm like, why is he the hardest working fucking guy on the ice? Why is Zach Benson the hardest working guy consistently? How about that word? Consistently every single night. He's going to the front of the net. He's getting fucking cross-checked in the head. He goes into the corner. He's battling. He's hitting guys that are five inches taller than him God, and winning he, battles. He and Jeff Skinner should be trading salaries. Just based oh, yeah. off work. I am based not. Off don't work. Don't, ethic don't even. Don't even do it. Don't even do it. 
I am it. not going to fall for your shit. I fucking today. did it. I want Skinner in the stands. He needs to sit a goddamn game or sit a whole game on the bench. Enough is enough. Stop hoping. Stop thinking. You know what? He's going to get you four points. If Jeff Skinner, if Jeff Skinner does not, and I repeat, if he does not get you a goal and an assist every single game, he is hurting your hockey team. Well, even then, I he is hurting your hockey team. You're not safe to to sit there and play with that player. Like you're going to sit here. Here's the thing. Now, is Matt Ellis or Christie? going to watch video and then call Jeff Skinner in who's making $9 million and, and, and go over his shifts, go over how lazy he is from, from the offensive blue line back to our zone. I have never seen in fucking 10 years, a player lazier than Jeff Skinner. I want you to think of this. I want you to think of this. And this is actually going to be, it's going to be funny for you. Name me the last time that you have seen Jeff Skinner back check and be F one on the, on the, on the back check for, for the people out there that don't know who F one is. F one is your first forward out of the offensive zone. Who's going to back check. Okay. I hear F one. I Put think pressure. All right, carry put pressure. Who is going? When's the last time you seen Jeff Skinner put his fucking head down and come back literally two hundred feet and work his ass off on the back check? He doesn't. He fucking never does it. He's thirty one years old. He's never made the playoffs. He's minus one hundred and fucking forty, and it's the same shit. You ask yourself, well, you just played on bad team. No, he didn't. Played on Carolina. Carolina was not a bad hockey team. They were when he was there. The reason why he doesn't make the playoffs. He didn't make the playoffs once when he was there. No, did not make the playoffs. By the way, I want to make something clear. Twelve years. I want to make something clear. Do you know when their turnaround with their franchise started? When they got traded Jeff Skinner. When they traded Jeff Skinner for four pieces that never fucking played in their organization. (laughs) Yep. They they gave him away, and And we got him, and he scored forty goals for Buffalo. Yeah, and then the GM the GM did not want to sign him. The GM wanted to let him walk, apparently. Say it again. Owner, Say the, it again. The owner was adamant about signing Who him. Who did he, not want to sign him? Jason Bottrell. Jason Bottrell did not want... Re, I will repeat. Jason Bottrell did not want to sign Jeff Skinner. So why is Jeff Skinner have making $9 million? Well, why is Jason Bottrell for not here million? anymore? There you go. There you go. This whole thing fucking stinks. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just want Terry Pagula to sell the fucking team. I love the Sabres. I believe in this franchise. I need a new owner to come in who's like, this is fucking absolutely embarrassing. Top to bottom, what is happening here? We're going to bring in general manager with a history, president of hockey ops, and a coaching staff, a real coaching staff. And then and then start shipping out fucking players. And I'm sorry, there are a few guys on the scouting staff that need to go too. Sorry. To me, it's it's like, it, in my opinion, it's the weakest front office in, in pro sports. You know when you're out in the ice and you take a big check and the next day you feel all sore and you don't feel well? But when you're injured in a car crash, don't let the insurance company skate off without paying what you deserve. Call Salino at 800 
555-5555. Want to win big with your team? Do it at Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. Bet on all your favorite sports, games, and fights, including pro football, hockey, college sports, boxing, and much more. You decide what to bet on. Points, money lines, planning to parlay your way to a big win. Do it at Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. Nothing else comes close. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, I will say this, though. There are some good. I thought Dylan Cousins was unbelievable last night. For a guy that you want to talk about putting your money where your mouth is. And he said something, too, that bothered you. Is that He said, I'm here. I'm paid to score goals. And you didn't like that. Awful. 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 To have come out a young young person's, he's not here to score goals. Let's get something fucking straight, Dylan. I love you. I love the way you play. Please, if you ever listen to this, if you ever listen to this podcast, please take one thing. You were not paid $7 million goddamn goal, dollars just to score goals. You're paid because you're a big strong fast you're aggressive you can play power play you can penalty kill you're you have leadership qualities you have a package that makes you the dylan cousins that got drafted eighth overall or seventh overall whatever you did when you went to the world juniors back years ago four years ago you were canada the way you played the way you represented yourself that's why you got paid this money. You've earned it. You've earned this money. You are not here to just score goals. So if you don't score goals, there should be no pressure on you because just you have the, all just, of the, the other the intangibles place. that make you Dylan Cousins. Don't ever say that again, that you're here to score goals. You're not here to score goals. That is going to be a product of your play. And God damn it, I was so pissed off when I heard him because he he looks like he's a broken young man that he's got this pressure on him because he's got he's signed the big contract. So now I got all this. Pre- no, 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 no. He does need to just quickly give a throat clear before his interviews. Yeah, just a, just he, a quick I little mean, uh, uh, maybe a sip of water. Yeah, your throat's that dry. But. I like this what he, I like this kid, man. I really I really like Dylan Cousins as a player. I love his demeanor. Yeah. When I hear words come out of a young man's mouth that we play, we definitely play soft. We need to get a little F you in our game. We're getting, we're getting bullied on the ice. Like, I don't want to sit here right now, Petey. The last thing I want to do is sit there and say, I told you so. I told you so. I've been talking about this for a decade. We have been told we are crazy. Well, we're told, uh, I've been told that I'm a meathead. I've been told that I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know, 923 games in the NHL in 16 years. I guess that has nothing to do with it, that I haven't seen anything before, right? I haven't seen anything. Don't get me wrong. 
high-end, high-end skill and talent is going to win you games. There is no question about it. If you don't have that, you ain't winning. You are not going to win. You need the Dylan Cousins and you need players like Alex Tuck and, and, and uh, you know, Tage Thompson and J.J. Paterka. You need those guys. You need those guys to win games because they they play a style. They play fast. They play confident. And they go out and they score goals. But there's got to be a side where Dylan Cousins, who's on the ice, feels comfortable, feels confident that he's backed up by guys, other guys that play different roles, different types of roles. I'm not talking about some slug that is going to play five, three minutes a night. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a player that is going to play a different brand of hockey. He's going to be, he's not out there hey, like Dylan. Hey, listen, you're not going to like this. You say slug, and I don't know who I don't know what player in this league is a slug that it, that it is, and and you can the only guy that I can say somebody would throw in that category is Ryan Reeves, and I would fucking take Ryan Reeves on this hockey team right fucking now because he would have gone out last night, and he would have grabbed McCarron, and he would have thrown him around, he would have pummeled him, and he would have grabbed somebody. He would have at least been barking. I don't like Ryan Reeves, okay? I don't like Ryan Reeves, but I want him on my fucking team. Would I want him playing instead of Jost or Gergensen's or Oposo? Yes, I would. I'm sorry, I would. Yes. Yes, you're all first-round picks, too. Don't be offended. There's a lot of fucking players in this league I'd rather have in the lineup than those three. And then there's a lot of, of, to go even further, there's even more. You need six new players in this lineup. Six forwards. Yeah, it's like Henry Yokiharu, for an example, literally was a healthy scratch. Like what, two nights ago? And then everyone praised him. How, how, much, did he, how much did he play last night? I don't know, but he was he was great against uh, twenty one and a half the Rangers. Twenty one and a half minutes. Twenty one and a half minutes. He's on the ice at the end of the game when we're trying to score a goal. This guy was a healthy scratch. Can bobbles that puck at the blue line? Like like what the fuck? Sorry, no. Come on, it's on the tape. It's on your tape. And you know the funny thing with yeah, Henry Okiharu is he's a he's actually a very good game. defenseman. Yeah, okay, fine. He's he's a very good defenseman. He doesn't scare anybody. He gets pushed around. Know. Brady I, I, can hold on. Just let me let me let me say something so we can have just a short discussion. He he reminds me of the Victor Olofs uh, Victor Olofsson on the forward line. You know the way I talk about Victor Olofsson. I think Victor Olofsson is very very skilled hockey player. He skates exceptionally well. But I don't want Victor Olsen in my lineup. And here's the reason why. Because we have J.J. Paterka and Jack Quinn is going to be coming back and Dylan Cousins and Jeff Skinner and Tage Thompson and Alex Tuck and Casey Middlestat. We already have the high-end offense, okay? The talent, the power play guys. I don't need another Victor Olsen. I need a different type of player that is going to help our guys that I just named to feel more comfortable. Talk about swagger. You talk about confidence. Let me tell you something. When you send out Nick Delorier and Hathaway um, in Philadelphia 
and they go out and crash and bang and fight and get the building going. The guys that are on the bench are like, this is awesome. Let's go boys. There's an energy that comes from players like that. We do not have that. So we're stale. If our goal scores are not scoring, then we don't have anything. We yeah, have that's, a team that's, that's trying to survive. That's basically true. We can outshoot every team, but no team is really that up against it. If the Sabres are are putting a flurry of shots on, a lot of their shots come from the outside because they're fucking they're the most perimeter team in the National Hockey League. I don't have a stat book in front of me, okay? And I don't watch every single team every night, but I'm willing to bet you that the Sabres league the lead the league in outside shots. Someone find that stat for me. I don't yeah. even bother. I don't even listen. Bother. I mean the 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 goals that are being scored against the Sabres. Go and go and look at all the goals that are being scored. They have players that are posted right in front of our net. They are not leaving. Their their players on the other team have scouted the Sabers. They know that the Sabers defense is so fucking soft. It is unbelievable. You think you're going to get hit by Owen Power? He's six six two twenty. My uh, God, Darlene feel bad for this guy. He fucking brings it every night. He's unbelievable. He's unbelievable. He's absolutely and, unbelievable. Um, That play he made to Olofsson, he, where he stiff-shouldered the fucking guy and then s- flips it all the way down the ice for a breakaway that ends up on a, a, a penalty shot. Yep. Every time he's on the ice, I feel like there's a chance something could happen. So how about this one? And I'm going to go back to coaching for a second. And, you know, keeping players accountable. Okay. So, and I'm, I'm just, I'm going to go back to him again. I don't give a shit. Um, if you watch, I'm not joking. If you watch Jeff Skinner's and Jeff Skinner's shifts on the ice. And I will go back to say, if Matt Ellis and Christy or Don Granado watches tape. Okay. Watches the tape and then goes and watches it with Jeff Skinner to show him his, the shifts, he should never play another shift. He'll still okay? be starting so lineup. here's the thing. I'm, I'm sitting there, and again, I'm going to go back to John Tortorella, the guy who basically said, uh, hey, they, I said, hey, John, why did you guys win tonight? Why did you guys win? Which they won in overtime against Pittsburgh and didn't deserve it. And he said, because we've got balls. That's why, because this team has balls. And here's the thing. What's awesome about this is the day, the game before, okay, the game before, there was a player on the team, Joel Farabee. So Joel Farabee was third in scoring on the team, okay? After the game, they asked John Tortorella, what happened to Joel Farabee? Why did he only play one shift? And John Tortorella looked at the, can- the the guy who asked the question, and he said, because he didn't listen. And the guy was like, okay, so he only played one shift. Do you not allow the, the player to get into the game, to get going? And he said, nope. He didn't listen. So he sat the rest of the game. 
This is the third leading scorer on the team. Played one shift for Don, John Tortorella. Well, I sent you a video the other day of the team skating out for morning skate in Carolina. And I'm, I'm not trying to change. Did you want to continue on with that? No. Because no. That's, yeah. that's great. That's Tortorella. That'll never fucking happen here. That's because John Tortorella doesn't give a flying fuck what the media say about him. And the media actually probably tiptoe around John Tortorella. Where here, it's like Don Granado. What's he going to say? Once we get that consistency, uh, Mike, I think uh, uh, when we get full consistency, we'll get full effort and, and we'll start to string together some wins. Well, no fucking shit, Don. Yeah, it seems like they they've they've had they've had a tough time as of late um starting games on the right foot gaining some momentum gaining some confidence through their play um you know it it seems you, you can tell that the team is is somewhat fragile in the sense that if they do get scored on there's there's a tremendous amount of pressure that they put on on themselves. And the funny thing is you know there's there's been a, there's been a lot of games where the team has actually played well in the second half of the game in the third period. And 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 the, and it's because they're down all the time. There's no other way than to just go and do everything that you possibly can to push to try and score some goals, right? Where the other team is basically just sitting back, locking it down. They don't need to score more goals, so they're not going to get out of their structure, okay? They're just going to they know they know the Sabres are not going to um they're they're going to push, but they feel very confident. The other team feels very confident just playing a shutdown type game. So they don't have to push on the offensive side of the puck all the time. Their next game is tomorrow at home versus the Red Wings. Should be interesting. You feel comfortable with that, confident with that game? Like, where are you at right now with the team? Like, you have Alex Tuck, who has been one of their better players that has, you know, kept them afloat in some of these games with with some big goals. Plays with speed all the time. It looks to me like he has hurt his hamstring, which is not a good injury hamstrings it's like you know you look if you're a justin jefferson uh fantasy football owner you know what i'm talking about right hamstring not good not good it's going to be a while if he has hurt it with significance you're going to be out a couple weeks a month maybe even longer and i hope that things um i hope that it's just he tweaked it and uh gonna be out a short period of time but man is that a massive loss right there because they can't afford they they already have tage thompson and we all know what tage thompson means to this lineup we we know what tage thompson means to the lineup 
right? We know what Zemgus Gergensen right now, because we do not have any older players on this team that, that can lead, but Zemgus Gergensen is missed. You know, what is going on with uh, Jordan Greenway? So, so you're telling me the Sabres have to battle with Toronto Islanders Phillies up there, but they're, they're Philly. I mean, I don't, I don't know what to expect from them. Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh and New Jersey are all ahead. Detroit's third in the division, Florida, Boston. Then you have Rangers, Carolina, Washington in the other division. Give me their, give me their next uh, five games. Well, Detroit tomorrow. Okay, that's going to be a tough one. Thursday at Boston. That's, I mean, that's as good as, that's, I mean. Saturday, home to Montreal. Okay, all right. That's, I think, a winnable game. Monday, the Coyotes are in town. I look forward to watching the Coyotes play because they have a big team. And have been playing quite well. They yeah, they're a team that they're turning it around. They're they're twelve turning, nine and two. They're a couple years into turning it around. Yep. And then they have they're at the Avalanche, and uh, they're on a four game winning streak. By the way, who's that? Montreal or uh, uh, Arizona? Arizona. Yeah. yeah. Jr. has been talking about them all year. Yeah. So that's their next five. Or a handful of games. I don't know how many I actually touched on there. Okay. So, I well, mean, fun. that's yeah, uh, that's that's a what real, real tough schedule right now with uh, with the way that the, the Sabres are playing. And they're, they're so young and so youthful. They're looking around the room to see who's going to take the reins. But, I mean, you're looking around and there's, uh, there's a whole lot of youth, a whole lot of young guys. Well, you know what's being said in the locker room, guys. Don't read the articles. Stay off social media. We we think what we think in here and not from the outside. Don't listen to after the whistle. Don't listen to these guys. Don't listen to that. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. No, I listen, boys. The funny listen. thing is, if the guys listen. did listen to our podcast, which I know they probably don't, you bullshit. They're agreeing with what we're saying. That's it. The players. Yeah, goddamn right. Yeah, well, you telling me right now that they're not agreeing with the stuff that we say? They're hockey players. We are hockey players, or we're hockey players. Been around it my entire life. Remember how players would talk when things weren't going well? They'd huddle up or just on team dinner on the road or something, get like seven, eight guys just hissing and moaning and planning about everything that's going on with the with the team. Yeah, listen, I mean, it, it's easy to play in the NHL when when things are going well. Don't you remember the Ottawa Senators cab cab ride? Yeah, that was caught on Uber or the Uber yeah. cab ride or whatever. Don't you remember this? Weren't they in Arizona or Dallas or something? And they got yep. in the cab and they just absolutely were shredding their coaches. Yep, that happens mm-hmm. all the time, Craig. Yeah, listen, yeah, for sure. Letting out a little bit of steam, letting out things that they don't they don't like. I mean, you don't think Dylan Cousins like Dylan Cousins is a true professional, okay? Do you not think that Dylan Cousins would love to get some players on this team that actually have a humongous set of balls that are going to play a smash mouth physical brand of hockey? He's going to, they're going to, you know, forecheck, hit, drive the front of the net, things, whistle blows. You got some guys that are just 
foaming at the mouth to to play a, 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 a you know a physical brand of hockey. And I think Dylan Cousins, Dylan Cousins, flat out, if you don't think that that is towards management to say, listen, our team's soft, we're getting bullied. What? What is it going to change? Is Jeff Skinner all of a sudden going to start start fighting and 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 throwing these huge body checks? Or are you going to look to Paterka to do that? Victor Olafson, you know, Tyson Jost, like who's going to do that? They don't have I'm looking, anybody. I'm looking at their entire, their entire. I'm not. I'm going. The, the roster is not the issue. Just go look at the Sabers staff. I'm sorry. I don't give a fuck if I sound like a dickhead. Go look at the Sabres staff. There isn't one person from from after Terry Pagula that would even challenge anybody in that organization to have a voice or a suggestion. The fuck are you going to get better with? Like, yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine scouts. Are you fucking serious? This is a this in. I listen. I've looked at. I don't other, think they've done a good job scouting. It's easy. Is to that an issue? First round picks. Is that an issue? Fuck. You're not gonna. T- you're not gonna take Zach Benson at thirteen. You're not gonna take Matt Savoy at 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 nine. Great. Where are the players that they're scout? Where are the pro scouts that go and scout the NHL and American League guys that you go and trade for? Like, Perfect. Where that's are, a different. That's a different conversation. Well, but well, the drafting that they've done with Yari fine. Coolidge, put the drafting Roseanne. aside. We don't need youth, and we need we need those players now because we need those players now to be traded for the other players that are already in the league or playing in the minors that were third, fourth rounders that are now five year pros and yeah. they're twenty six. Where's yeah. that guy? Yeah, they're off season trades. Not going to make them now. Sabers are screwed. Kevin Adams at two off seasons. You cannot ask. Kevin Adams to go out and and alter and change the team now to add players that they need. They can't. It's very, very, very difficult to do it in season because there's a whole lot of teams. Like, who are you going to pick them from? No one's giving up players at this point in the season. We're, we're a quarter of the way into the season. It's very difficult to, to make these decisions now. That's why I talked about it back in June and July and August. And I was hoping, hoping that the Kevin Adams would go out and get a, a veteran goaltender for a couple of years. I was hoping that they would go get a top four defenseman to play with Owen Power or at least a top four guy. I was hoping that they would go out and in the second half of, of the roster, not the top half, the top half, the top half is unbelievable. They're insanely highly skilled hockey players, but they they did not go out and identify that they need some team toughness. They need some, some, some guys that play a different style than their top six, seven guys. And they didn't do it. And now you can't go back. You can't go and get a, uh, a number one goaltender. You can't go and get a top four defenseman and you can't go and get those, those role players that every team wants. Unless you're trading for a guy out of the minors to come here who's never played a game in the NHL, there's one player that'd be excited to come here. So I'm glad every fucking player in that locker room loves it here in hockey heaven. Go ahead, close out the show for well, us. Well, listen, it's a it, it really is a frustrating time 
for Buffalo Sabres fans, um, it is a frustrating time. There will be greener pastures. I know that. I feel it. You laugh, but there will be greener pastures, okay? And, uh, you know, today was uh, a tough day. I mean, you could we could sit here and talk for hours about the anger and disappointment that we've had up to this point. But that being said, I have been a player on the other side. Okay. These players are going to stick together. They feel this pressure. They will have to try and find ways to respond, to be better, to be more competitive. And for me, I will say this. I know that this team is loaded with with offensive talent. And they did score a lot of goals last year. Okay. They are missing guys out of their lineup. Okay. They're missing big key guys out of their lineup. Um, and they're going to have to change their style because if uh, Owen power is going to be literally not playing defense and rushing up the ice, every single opportunity possible, it is going to hurt this team there. They need to be able to right now reflect on what's happened up to this point and try and find a way to win hockey games. Now, you might have to take a step back on how they currently want to play, which is a very offensive run-gun style, and you might have to change that. You might have to change the mindset that we are not going to be able to score four to five goals to win games. We're going to have to start to play a little bit more defensive hockey, going to have to maybe tell your defense, pick your spots better. Don't be rushing up the ice all game long. Not saying not to do it. I'm saying pick your spots. We'll discuss tomorrow about things that we feel that, you know, can help this team go in the right direction. And I'm sure the same. I'm sure the coaching staff is going to have a lot of video and a lot of. But discussions. I, I gotta be. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut. I don't even know what the what you're saying, man. I I feel like you're forcing this, and I don't mean okay. that disrespectfully. No, and I'm not trying good. to make you feel uncomfortable. Or, because I'm or, tired or, of talking so negatively about this team. Well, then I'm but tired of your, it. That's not your problem. Yes, it is. They've made, I feel like shit problem. the rest of the day. I'm going to get off the goddamn podcast after we've done this for a couple hours. Now I'm going to, the rest of my day is going to be like, I feel for the players. Uh, you uh, think these guys want to lose? Well, then I, We're I sitting mean, you're shitting on all these guys. Like, and it's like, they're, they don't want to lose. They really? want to win. We're shitting on tough, all the guys and at I'm all. Just, and I'm compounding onto the shit. That's the my, that's where, where I have a problem with this because I was once a player, and I and I I was in the same situation as these guys many times before. But I I feel for them like I literally feel for them. I wish I I'm oh, not even man. joking. They I wish I could be in the dressing skin. room with some of they these need, guys because I'm gonna tell you what it doesn't end. Fuck! I still have people telling me how fucking terrible I was at hockey. I mean, it doesn't stop fucking grow a set shut the fuck up and go out go out and play hard go you know what it would be nice it'd be nice to start seeing some of these guys come to the bench with a and have a fucking need a towel to come to their come to the end of the bench so they can cover up a cut be nice to see some fucking blood and i'm not talking from a fight i'm saying getting cross-checked in front of the net getting a stick in the fucking net because there's a guy in front of the net on top of the goalie 
because he's jamming at the fucking puck. Like, no, sometimes these guys do it to themselves. At least you can lose with some fucking dignity. They have that choice. If they don't want to lose with fucking dignity, fuck them. Fuck them. Because I'll tell you what, I was the fucking guy in the 5 nothing game that went out with eight minutes left and fought the other team's fucking heavyweight to just try to send a message and say, yeah, we're not going to leave without a fucking fight. I was that fucking guy. Whether that still sits in the game or not, I was that fucking guy. Go carry a message. Go. Ca- How about some of these fucking guys? How about some of these fucking guys who've been fucking coddled their entire life in a hockey game and had and got to sit safely behind everybody else who did the shit work? Just go try to do the shit work. Just go fucking try. Don't fucking get in a scrum and bury your face in the guy's chest and face wash a guy. Don't fucking do that. Go get in a fucking fight. Go get in a fucking that's, fight. That's that's the problem where I disagree. Like, okay. do you think that we want? Do you think we want JJ Paterka to do that? Instead, I say JJ Paterka. How about how about Jordan fucking Greenway when he's in the lineup? How about that? How about that? Dylan Cousins already got waxed once, but he tried to do something. Yep. I I'll yep. take any Samuelson. Can he not grab someone and fucking pummel someone? Yeah. Owen? But if you look around the league, fighting and I don't need a statistic on this uh, uh either is up. So with that. We thank you all for listening to After the Whistle, presented by Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. Nothing else comes close.